0: Miami take a knee take a knee what was Miami thinking they could have won that game against Georgia Tech but they fumbled it away what about in life what does it mean to take a knee what what, what does a kneel down look like in our lives let's unpack it this is the unpacking it podcast where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like Him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's, it's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacketed Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome! to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson, a little under the weather today, but fighting through. Luke Heaton is with us as well on today's episode. We are unpacking one of the craziest losses. No, I, you, know, you give Georgia Tech credit. They won the game. No, it's, this is one of the most unbelievable losses in college football history for the Miami Hurricanes, and so we are going to look at the spiritual parallel, the faith parallel today on the show, and so we're going to try not to pile on Miami too much, uh, but we got to talk about it. That's just such a wild story, so we'll have some fun. Uh, I think I'm going to share a football story from my own life that sort of relates to this as well, so uh, you you, mo- you won't want to miss that, I don't think um so we'll uh we'll have a great time really glad that you're with us today uh everybody on on youtube uh excited about the the people joining us on on youtube and continuing to see people uh find us there so if you haven't subscribed yet to our youtube channel make sure you do that Uh, and then you can find us on apple and spotify and all over social media as well uh you can email me anytime bryce at unpacking it.com i always love hearing from you so We are brought to you by Sugar Creek Coffee. And what what is your coffee situation? If you're a coffee drinker, are you just going to the store and kind of buying run-of-the-mill coffee? Or are you really waking up to a delicious, yummy, fantastic cup of coffee? And so if, if you're not experiencing that, I encourage you to check out Sugar Creek Coffee because it is delicious. And Luke sent me a picture this week. He he got his package in the mail. You you get this wonderful package in the mail of, you know, a couple bags of Sugar Creek coffee, the orange bag, it's bright, it's fun, and then the coffee inside is delicious and fantastic. Versus you just grab, wah, wah, you grab a little bag off the shelf. Come on, we got to enjoy some some the whole experience. So, check out sugarcreekcoffee.com, use the promo code unpack sugarcreekcoffee.com promo code unpack saves you some money and uh we encourage you to order two bags at a time helps on the uh shipping costs so uh Sugar Creek coffee roasters they specialize in handcrafted small batch artisan roasted coffee and so uh so check them out today all right luke well uh i know you got some good Sugar Creek coffee running through your veins this morning as we record this podcast and for today's topic i want to go back to Saturday when Miami and Georgia Tech were in this you know somewhat of a of a tight game but but Miami had the game won all they had to do was take two knees and win the game and what did they do they ran the ball and on third down they run the ball and fumble the ball hmm. and so it so you, you pause there and you go all right why in the world would this happen? Are you kidding me? And then we got to talk about what ended up happening for Georgia Tech. But, but man, what was your reaction to this? At what point did you see this happen? What, what was your uh, reaction?
1: Well, my first reaction, which is a completely local uh, perspective in regards to my A&M fandom, which is that Georgia Tech quarterback Haynes King, former quarterback of the Aggies, Ooh. He goes out and beats Miami, but yet AM with an upgraded quarterback, they ran Haynes King out of town, goes and gets destroyed by Miami. So that was painful. Ah. Um, but I mean the fumble is is so unfortunate. But then for Miami to then give up the touchdown, <sighs> a guy's running wide open. I know the last play of the game. And then the, the Georgia Tech receiver slid into the end zone, almost was down before the goal line, which was weird. He didn't just run in. <laughs> he slid in, which could have been a, another element of terribleness for the game. But my heart just is shattered for those players. To go 5-0, and I mean, their chance for the college football playoff, likely done, which is just a bummer. So, and it's just
0: – the word for me is it's an unnecessary loss. This so was this was your game to, to win. Yeah, and so you know there was no good explanation after the game for what they were thinking, and no you don't I, really understand. I
1: know. It's there was, I mean, Cristobal was you know we should have kneeled. It's like yeah, but why are you running the ball? Because people are talking about in 2018 this a similar thing happened. Oregon Stanford when Cristobal is yep. a coach at Oregon. And it's not totally the same, because Oregon wouldn't have been able to completely run out the clock against Stanford. It was like second down. Stanford had one timeout left, about 58 seconds. So if you kneel, you end up punting with probably 10 to 15 seconds left. So you can't run out the clock, but it's similar. Oregon fumbles. Game goes to overtime. They lose. So people are bringing that game up, but... This? Which is crazy too. I mean, yeah, that's oh, a rare situation. It's rare, for, yeah, for so it, it to happen to the twice. coach. Because that's the thing when you're when you're in the position of Georgia Tech or in the game I just mentioned Stanford, when you're those fans, you're like, oh, can they please fumble? We know it, it never happens. It's like, oh, no. our only that. hopes are if they fumble, but it never happens. And yet, it's happened twice to Cristobal. <laughs> How is that possible?
0: It is outrageous, and and so here are a couple quotes just from the game. So on the ACC network, Tim Hasselbeck, when Miami still had the ball, he goes, just take a knee. You should not be handing this football off. I don't know what Miami is doing because he saw them line up to, to mm-hmm. run a play. And then after the fumble, he said, you should not be running the football. You should be taking a knee. As soon as Miami got that first down, Georgia Tech used that last timeout. As long as you milk it all the way down, you don't need to be doing this and you certainly don't need to be fighting for extra yards. Mm -hmm. And so that was the other piece of it where, you know, this, this, uh, this running back for Miami uh, to to actually, you know, it's one thing to just sort of take the ball and and dive and go down and go down easily, but to actually fight for extra yards to then put yourself in that, you know, vulnerable situation to to allow the defense an opportunity there.
1: Yeah. And yeah, and because the same thing happened in Oregon-Stanford years ago. Fumbles because running back's fighting for extra yards, which is coaching. Like, coach has to tell, hey, any contact, go down. But why would you not want to kneel it? Isn't victory formation one of the high points of being a football player? I get to take a knee here and end the game? And as a coach, don't you want your team in victory formation? Because yeah. that's that's that doesn't happen that often where I have the ball— And we can just end the game in victory formation. That's awesome.
0: It's 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 hard to know exactly where the breakdown was. Did they truly not know that Georgia Tech used all their timeouts? Were they trying to get this running back? I think to the hundred yard mark. That was a big (laughs) deal. Like that theory is out there, and so we don't really know. Was it the offensive coordinator? Was the head coach? You know who who's to blame? I don't think it would be the quarterback that would make that call. Uh, oh. That seems outrageous. <laughs>
1: that would be an interesting it's... element to the story. Audible <laughs> that of victory formation.
0: <laughs> yeah, so no, you can't do that. So we, it's hard to know, but but here's the the story I was going to share where you just sometimes you get caught up in the moment. And so I can relate to this. So I was horrible as a football player. I played one year of Wee football, Pop Warner. I was like 12, 13 years old. And so I was a bench warmer. I was like the third string uh, quarterback, the Fifth string wide receiver, third
1: string water boy.
0: Yeah, I mean I was on the bench, and so our team, we were the Raiders. We were blowing out the Dolphins. We were up big, and so there were there was only like a minute left in the game, and so the head coach goes, "All right, Bryce, you're in," and I go, "I'm in." He goes, "Yeah, you're in at quarterback." Okay, great. He goes, he goes, whatever you do, don't score, don't score. He's wanted us to run out the clock, just run run out the clock. So I line up at, at quarterback. and uh, the, 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 the play was a QB sneak. Mm. So I take that ball. This is my one opportunity. And when he told me, whatever you do, don't score, I had no idea what he meant. I, I couldn't <laughs> comprehend that. What do you mean not score? The point of football is to score. <laughs> and so I get that ball. All of a sudden, one hole opens up. Mm. I get a nice block from a running back. Another hole opens up and I go all the way to the end zone and score a touchdown and run up the score. So that was, I I realized later, the coach didn't want to run up the score. We're trying to have some sportsmanship. Yeah. Not me. I didn't even, I didn't even comprehend the idea of sportsmanship in that moment. This was my chance. I'm going to, I'm going to keep running. Oh, I got, I got daylight, daylight in front of me. Just nothing but green grass. Let's go. Let's go. So I get back to the sideline, all excited about scoring a touchdown. My one, you know, fifteen seconds of fame there, and my coach is upset with me, and I forget what he said. But, uh, but anyway, so like, you just don't. You, there's communication. There's craziness. Yeah. Sometimes players don't understand what you really mean. Yeah, they don't totally. fully understand the si- the situation. So there was a breakdown for Miami somewhere along the way, mm-hmm. and they allowed this to happen.
1: Man, so there you go. so, so what you're saying is Miami had their third string running back in. This is his one chance. No, it wasn't
0: the case. He he was running for a hundred yards. So uh, he he finished with over a hundred and then a fumble. So that was, uh, (laughs) that was tough for him. Um, Donald Cheney jr. That was his name. Mm. Um, So the, you know, the, the reality of this. And so Mario Cristobal head coach Miami after the game, he said, we should have taken a knee. We were moving the pile. We had a pretty good drive going, not going to make an excuse for it say I should have done this or that. Sometimes you get carried away with it, finish the game running, but I should have stepped in and said, take a knee. And so, you know, it's easy to pile on and criticize, you know, Miami and, and deservingly so. I mean, they, they let this game slip away and they had the chance and all they had to do was uh, do the, the kneel down, the victory formation, and, and they didn't. And so when it comes to our own lives, I want to talk about this this concept of the kneel down and taking a knee in in life, and so the, the Bible talks a lot about kneeling before the Lord in prayer and worship, and and so it signifies this posture of surrender, dependence, humility, desperation, because when you're on your your knees, you're 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 just I, all right, I, I I'm, I'm before you. I give up trying to do it my own way. I need you, help me. and And so that's what in in our own life, that's what the kneel down looks like. And that's what it that's what it it, it represents and And so unfortunately for us we're we're too foolish that we bypass the kneel down and and we just keep going. We just keep running up running another play without taking a knee and going before the Lord before you know we we, we go out and face you know, the challenges in life and, and face the day. And, and so we have this opportunity to take a knee and we, we just don't do it. We say, ah, I've got this, I won't fumble or ah, I'm just gonna get a few more yards, then I'll kneel, right? It's like, ah, let me get a few more things done or ah, and then I'll take some time and, and, and kneel before the Lord. Um, we try to figure things out in our own way. And so that, that's how it plays out for us. And, and so oftentimes in life, there, there are times where we really are looking for a win. And, and so it's in those moments that we have to be willing to take a knee. And so it's kind of this, I want to make this connection today where the knee can lead to a win. And, and so that's what we saw with Miami. If they would have taken a knee, they would have experienced a win. And so let's, let's look at a couple of different stories. We'll have Luke jump in here, but um, a couple of stories from the Bible that, that, that represent this Matthew 15, there's a story of a Canaanite woman whose daughter was oppressed by a demon. And so in verse 25, it says, But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And so there she is, you know, just on, on her knees before him, saying, Help me, help me. And, and so after Jesus asked her a question and she, she demonstrated her faith to him, he answered her, uh, He said, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. And so. You see the pattern here you know the the desperation the the taking a knee asking the Lord for help, and then she experienced uh healing. We go to the old testament we know the story of of daniel in the lion's den and and you know ultimately he experienced a win in in the in the in the den uh through god's protection and and so before he was thrown into the den, Daniel rejected the king's you know, this new ordinance that, that prevented everyone from praying to, to any God or man, except for King Darius. And, and so in, in, in the book of Daniel, it says, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. So everybody could see him. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. So he continued to kneel and pray and trust. And when he was thrown in that den of lions, he he was miraculously unharmed because he continued, he continued to kneel down, continued to take a knee. So uh, with those two stories, Luke, what, what, uh, what jumps out to you?
1: Yeah, I think the key thing is why are they praying? Um, Because prayer often becomes relegated in many conversations, to a a discipline, a practice. Hey, why aren't you praying? Oh, I'm busy. Gosh, yeah, here's a great prayer discipline. That's like, got to be more disciplined. But that may be true, but what's deeper below the surface? There's a helpful quote uh, from a Desiring God article. I feel like I quote a lot of Desiring God articles, but they're so helpful. Are says paying that, you on the back end? Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm getting yeah, royalties here. Yeah, um, That prayer is not a discipline issue, it's a faith issue. Mm. Why is Daniel praying? Because he knows he needs to. He believes that through prayer, he's relating to God, he's fellowshipping with God, he's making his requests known to God. David isn't praying because he's yeah. got the spiritual discipline. Or Daniel isn't praying because he's got the spiritual discipline of prayer down. He's finally figured it out. This window of each day, I I can make it happen. No, it's because he believes that prayer is how he's able to navigate life. He's fellowshipping with God. His answers are, he's finding answers in God. He's making his requests known. God's meeting his needs. So it's important for us to, to acknowledge if we're not praying it's not because we're too busy. Mm. It's it's really a pride issue related to, we don't believe we need to be praying. Mm. The examples you just made, again, to reiterate, is because these people believe prayer is necessary. So in our own lives, if we're not praying, maybe there's something we're not truly believing about God. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's a faith thing way more than a, a spiritual discipline thing or a busyness thing, Mm. because we make time for the things we believe we need. Mm. Even though we throw out busyness all the time, oh, I'm so busy. Okay, well, you're spending your time on certain things still. Your time is still being deployed to certain areas. Those things are the things you think you need or are more important. Mm. If we're not praying, it's because ultimately we don't think we need it. And that is convicting to me as I say that, because Mm. (laughs) there's many times in my life of prayerlessness, but it's not because of discipline. It's primarily because, yeah, deep down, I'm functionally operating that I don't need to pray. And it's understanding that that we actually move forward to increasing our time with God in prayer.
0: Mm. Yes, and 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 I think there is a you know we know the Bible talks about o- continuous prayer, always being in prayer, and that that just be our. Uh, our communication with the Lord is ongoing and we have the, the, the opportunity for that. And, and I absolutely, I believe we can pray anywhere, anytime he hears us. There is something about taking a knee before the Lord and, and, and truly, you know, you hear about the, 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 the moms or the grandmas that, that pray by the bedside every night. Um, I remember Charles Stanley talking about that, about his mom. Um, and and so you that picture of of some somebody just humbly on their on their their knees before the Lord um, is a beautiful you know a beautiful thing. But, but what does that represent? It's it's this surrender. It's this humility. It's I'm I'm desperate for you. I'm, I'm coming before you. There's, I'm emptying myself. Um, and so I do believe there is power in that in in that in mm-hmm. that posture. Is it more powerful than regular? Pro- I mean that's not necessarily the, the the argument there prayer is powerful god is powerful but but when we really get to that that place of no, i'm going to take a knee um it's just an a, an active sort of step so to speak yeah um, it's
1: a i think it's it's a great tangible example of our neediness before god to take a knee before the lord requires humility submission yeah god i am yours yep because like why why did miami not take a knee Ultimately, they did not believe it was necessary. (laughs) At at the end of the day, a team that goes to victory formation and takes a knee believes we've got to take a knee to win this game. Mm. If they're running the ball, they they feel like they don't need to take a knee. For us, if we're not kneeling before the Lord, if we're not praying, and for some of us, if we're not willing to get on our knees before the Lord in prayer, it's because we don't think we need to. And, yeah. and we 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 need to meet. We need to uh, think through that and process through that to be able to go to our knees before the Lord, because we do need to. But many times we don't think that. Mm. Yeah.
0: So two other examples of you know guys that we look to, especially Jesus and Paul. So uh, here's in uh, Luke, Jesus gives us an example of taking a knee in full surrender, and so here he takes a knee before the victory on the cross. And so it explains in, in uh, Luke 22. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw and knelt down and prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup of divine wrath from me, yet not my will, but always yours be done. And so, I mean, that is a powerful scene. That is, you know, that, that's what we want. To, that's, that's true surrender right there. Uh, Jesus, of course, willing to give his life for us and and not necessarily uh hey wait is there a better way is there another way no okay i know your will god i'm you, you sent me i'm here i'm here to accomplish your will i'm willing to do it um b- but he took a knee he took a knee uh before god and and so uh that's an amazing scene now uh paul he took a knee uh here's what says in ephesians three fourteen, for this reason Grasping the greatness of this plan by which Jews and Gentiles are joined together in Christ, I bow my knees in reverence before the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so uh, again, it's a bow down. It's it's reverence, it's acknowledging. All right, I, I, I'm I'm in my place. I'm I'm not God. You are God. I'm on my I'm on my knees. And it just sort of represents that. Um, you know, we could talk about raising our hands in worship, what does that represent? That's a, it's just another act of just sort of surrender. And so today we're talking about taking a knee because Miami gives us this, uh, inspiration today, but, but we, we see, you know, four different examples here uh, of people taking a knee before God. And so, you know, I, I believe in this. Do I always do it? No. Oftentimes I'm, I'm sitting in my my chair and I'm praying. Um, but when I get up and, and go, to another part of the room and, kneel. Neil, uh, there is something, there's something about that, 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 that adds an, an extra layer of, uh, power, surrender, uh, just, uh, an, an acknowledgement of the Lord. And so, yeah. Uh, and let me just say this real quick. So uh, when we talk about things on this show, we are struggling with these things. We're working through it. We're followers of Jesus that are sports fans. We're, we're working through all this stuff. But when we talk about things like, I actually believe what we talk about. So, this mm-hmm. concept of taking a knee, like, I'm not just talking about it because, oh, it'd be a cool parallel uh, from Miami. Like, I actually believe it. And so, yesterday I had a friend call me in desperation. He, he, marriage in trouble, you know, just a, a, a horrible situation. And so, hey, man, I'll pray for you. No, 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 no t- time out. I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'm going to get on my knees right now and pray for you. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm not, I'm not saying that to brag about I mean, I'm just saying that that that's what we've got to do. That that's so So I want to, if I say something, I want to put it into practice. I'm like, Hey, I wrote about this this morning. Um, this was yesterday. I want to actually, so, so I got on my knees in my office to pray for my friend. Um, and, and there's, there's power in that, even though we're, we're, we're distant through the phone, that was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, with the desperation and, and all right, God, this, I, I don't know what else to say. All I know is to go to you. I got to turn to you.
1: Yeah, no, great example. Totally. And again, it's not, hey, if you guys want to, this isn't the three steps to unlock powerful prayer. All right, first, (laughs) get on your knees. All right, open your hands 30%. Raise your hands 90 degrees. Like, No, but because in everything, what's the heart behind it? Mm -hmm. But in my experience too, there is just something about, Physical posture before God, yeah. That just while you're praying, you're you're in that posture, and it's just a because I mean we're embodied humans. We live in our bodies are are part of who we are, and physical posture in prayer can often be powerful because as we're talking to God, we're in this posture of bowing before Him, Mm. and as we're praying we're continually reminded of all right i'm bowing before God so yeah no there's there's something about it that can often be just incredible um and again not that we're chasing this incredible experience but it it, it can be a helpful reminder of yeah no i'm really bowing before the one true God here
0: amen and and so we're all looking for wins in life right we're, we're looking for answer prayer we're looking for you know, answers, we're struggling with different things. And, and so for some of us, it's, you know, we're looking for a win when it comes to healing, he- healing physically or healing a marriage or, or healing something that's going on. Um, you know, maybe we're looking for uh, protection, you know, kind of like Daniel. Daniel you know, ultimately needed protection in the, in the lion's den and, um, or, or strength, you know, we're in need for strength. We're, we're in a tough season of needing to persevere and endure and we can't do it in our own strength and and so instead of foolishly overlooking the kneel down we've got to embrace the idea of taking a knee taking a knee um and so uh you know instead of a, instead of a fumble uh, let's find find victory uh as we as we seek the lord in in just total dependence on him trust faith um and and again you know it's also open handed too where we come before the lord and you know we we trust that he can. We've talked about this on the show. We know he's able. We know he's all powerful. But sometimes in his will, uh, it's not the answer that we wanted. Um, mm-hmm. And then we go back to what we talked about with, with, with Jesus saying, not my will, but your will. Be done. And, and so uh, is that our posture as well? Hmm. And, yep. you know, we kneel down before the Lord. Lord. Lord, you are God. You are in control. You are sovereign. You are good. You are faithful. Here's, what, here's my situation. Here's my perspective. Here, here's where
1: I need you, um, but your will be done. Um, yeah. Does our physical posture match our spiritual posture? So if we're that. on our knees before the Lord, but we're only asking for selfish requests. That's right. There's an inc- incongruity there. Ooh, that's a big word. i have to look that one up. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure I can good. spell it, but I can pronounce it.
0: That's pretty good. Uh, so here's a, here's a cool verse to, to remember. Psalm 95, 6. O oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Mm. And so he is the creator. He is the God of the universe. And, and so we should bow before him. Now, I, I, I understand it's not physical before him. We can't see him like the, the Canaanite woman who was with Jesus when Jesus was on, was on earth and help me, Lord. Um, but it's the same thing. He's still there. He is with mm-hmm. us. He is alive and well. And and so we still we still bow down um, and kneel before our Maker, our Creator, mm. uh, the God of the universe. So as you uh, as you hear the media uh, criticize Mario Cristobal and come on, take a knee. Why would you not take a knee? What are you thinking? Let's think about that in our own lives. Mm. What are you thinking? Why aren't we taking a knee? You need healing. You, you, you need God to, to to move. You need you need your heart to change. Go before the Lord. Kneel down and take a knee
1: take a knee so there you go any final thoughts no nope, I had, summed it up well nope All right. great football weekend and yeah good good conversation it certainly challenging for me even as we're discussing this
0: absolutely me, me too because uh there's probably been seasons of life where I, I've been more apt to uh to take a knee and even even a couple weeks uh, about a month ago we uh we had a prayer time at, at church with the men We had a men's event we prayed before and uh the pastor's like hey all right guys let's all let's all take a knee <laughs> and i'm like oh this is like a hard floor i don't want to take a knee but but what a powerful uh you yeah. know environment to see i don't know 20 30 men all circled up mm-hmm. taking a knee praying together it was yep. a special special moment oh, um, awesome. i had to i had to apologize to to my pastor I go, oh man yeah you know, i didn't want it i didn't want to take that knee i didn't want to take that <laughs> knee too i'm too uh out of shape but um but sometimes we got to do it so so enough of the excuses you were talking about busyness yeah whatever the excuse is to uh to not take a knee Mm -hmm. and it doesn't make sense either it's like what are you you talking about bryce you can't take a knee what are you 37 years old you can't take a knee just like miami what are you doing you're you're it's third down there's no time left take a knee yeah take a knee Take take a knee all right there you go so for luke i'm bryce i'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe he, he, I'm fumbling around because I was going to say I'm sick today. Thanks for bearing with me uh, that, that I uh, i got through this today. So thank you, God, for, for your strength today. Uh, my voice is not at its best. Um, but I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected. And through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast.